0: you <music> Welcome to Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, two boss bitches who found solace in one another as the seeds of tender were being planted, and then some years later decided to team up and start a podcast that has just been named one of Detroit's best for the second year in a row, Nicole and Sarah of the Homance Chronicles. Welcome, you two. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs)
1: My God. I'm not used to having people and in, like intro us. That was freaking I feel good. Thank <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> that was well prepared. I felt
0: like I was on a late night talk show.
1: I know I feel like I we might need to step our game up after that one. I don't know. <laughs>
0: well I'm just I'm so excited to have both of you here. This is the first time I've had two guests <laughs> in one. For one deal. Well because we're really
2: just one person at the end Truly. of the day.
0: I feel you, I feel you That's how me and my best friend were Until she graduated college early And kind of just left me in the dust (laughs) Now she does her own thing and it's great She's amazing (laughs) But we're finally like Not conjoined twins anymore We're our own (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited because You guys are here to talk about your high school crush Which you just found out Is the same person And you just realized that Like a week or so ago Yep, Um,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) Are you, like, surprised at all about that revelation? Oh.
2: Well, not really, but kind of. It's not a great answer, but he was a very... Uh, popular crush for girls in our high school. Like there wasn't a lot of eye candy, to be honest with you. <laughs>
1: no, he was more, he was on the, he was probably the most exotic blend that we had. If I'm being honest, <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on there in terms of um, choices. So,
2: so by process of elimination, I'm not surprised, but because we have such different tastes in men, I'm a, I was a little surprised.
1: I was also and it's kind of the same page, like Nicole and I, but for different reasons. See, I feel like we kind of have similar tastes and personality. And that's what I think drew us to that person.
0: I was mean, he like he was a pretty. class clown, more okay. athletic, Awesome. You guys love okay. the, the mind, or was there a physical attraction as well? Like he was also gorgeous. He was pretty.
2: Yeah. Mine was definitely physical. I could not repeat to you one thing that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and the funny thing is is like I definitely had conversations with him. He was pretty.
0: So he wasn't like someone who was just like an older guy who's just out of your league. Like you actually did talk to this person. It wasn't like a crush you guys had and just wrote about him in your journal at night. Like you actually had interaction with this guy.
2: Oh, I no. had interaction with him on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, he was, <clears throat> was he in your
1: class, Nicole? He was a little older than you, right?
2: Yeah, he was a year older than me, but we had a class together. I don't Right. Think, okay. Or maybe
0: he just failed that class. That's <laughs> what I have. was gonna ask. Cause like, you were, he was older, so why was he in your class? Like, was he not? I mean, he might had a nice personality, but was he bright, or? <laughs> was going Probably on? not, but
2: he, <laughs> we had some classes wasn't, where there was mixes.
0: Uh, okay.
1: He wasn't dumb. He just, I'm pretty sure he was like the classic ADD kid who wasn't being um, challenged enough, potentially.
0: Okay, fair, fair. And there's some subjects where it's like, uh, I know at my school, if you didn't take it this year, you could take it the next year. Because maybe you want to do an extra, what is that, extracurricular, whatever. Right. So Luke, he was a-okay, wasn't... (laughs) wasn't remedial or anything he
1: was average he didn't <laughs> go to the alternative high school that everybody else seemed to go to he made it
0: that was my crush <laughs> <laughs> that he was got too another old to be at school like i remember he was by the counselor and i was like oh what's, why are you at the counselor's office he's like yeah just a little too old to be here gonna be on my way i'm like god oh, you like 40 like, all right <laughs> but um so Nicole, you said you two were you went to the same school, but you didn't really hang out then. Were you guys in different cliques, grades, what was up? All of the above. Yeah.
2: We, um we were a couple years apart, and we yeah, we didn't have any of the same friends. Um the the odd piece of history here that we didn't learn until we became friends as adults was that Sarah was actually really good friends with my stepsister in middle school and knew my family and had been to my house. But my parents are- Been in her room. Yeah. My parents are divorced though. So so I didn't spend as much time at my dad's house as like my brother did. Um, And and my stepsister lived at my dad's. So uh, somehow Sarah and I never crossed paths when we were growing up, even though we lived like- I don't know, 20 minutes from each other whole lives, and we're in the same building, and she was in my home.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot crazy. of synchronicities.
0: And, what was that? Yeah, I was going to say, that's really, that's weird and creepy, and then you guys did find your way to each other, though. It was meant to be as kismet. Absolutely. Right. Energy was always left in the house, and you kind of took it in when you came to visit, and I think that's why you two... <laughs> How well,
1: connected
2: later? <laughs> I like that air. assessment a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, if I had met Sarah, we probably wouldn't have been friends. No, because I don't. Like we're so different. I mean, we're still different now, but when you're different as adults, you learn to appreciate those differences.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we're like we're like complete opposite yin and yang when we do anything together. We are like the whole package because of that. And so,
0: <laughs> and that's it's just totally because when you're like fourteen, fifteen, if someone's just not on the same level, you're like that—that that girl's a bitch. I don't want nothing to do with her. <laughs> but when you're older, you can kind of appreciate the differences more. Yeah, I
1: think teenager, probably, I probably—I think I also partied a lot harder than Nicole did in high school because yeah. I was partying a lot, oh. like with everybody. <laughs> I was not did you
0: party with Luke.
1: Yes, I did party with Luke. You'll hear why when we talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys said Luke was kind of this guy that every girl might have had a crush on at one point. Was he more like Jordan Catalano, Luke Perry, like that hot guy that's just like, ooh, he's got that smolder, or was he like all American Freddie Prince Jr. and she's all that?
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> all.
2: Both. <of> <laughs> yeah, I I also was like he was a combination of yeah. he was a combination of a Freddie Prince. Because he was—he had more swag than Freddie Prince, but not as much as Luke Perry.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the perfect midwestern mi- like mix-up of you know every girl's dreams. I guess you could say
0: <laughs> every girl. <laughs>
1: Every girl, really. honestly. I think
0: if you like found every girl you went to high school with, they would like remember Luke in that same way that people are like, "Oh, Jordan Catalano"? <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, Luke."
1: Yeah. Yep. So, yes, um, I hear. If I talk to anybody from high school, like I don't talk to anybody I went to high school with anymore. But if I, you even mention the full name, and they're like, oh, "I remember that guy." Well, Whoa. Yeah.
2: A no, friend. I. Anyway. I still have a group of girlfriends from high school, and. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but they're the ones who told me about future Luke.
0: <laughs> I, I want to get to that because it is Facebook is like I don't know. Some people hate it, but I love it because I'm just like I am looking better than him and him, <gasps> and him. <laughs> so I'm like I love Facebook for that reason yeah this was not found
2: on Facebook but I'm with you I mean yeah. I don't have
0: children so I still get sleep
2: and like can do a skincare routine so I feel as though I look a lot younger than a lot of the people that I went to school with and so there is a point of like oh wow and know, I think I'd be like, like what happened Facebook <laughs> can sure, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Well, Also, I'm pretty sure that my friend group all peaked in high school, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they were really at their top of the game back then, and they just kind (laughs) of petered out.
0: (laughs) Hey. I think that's like 99% of the people in this world, but I want to take it back a little bit because like in elementary school, when I think about crushes, I think they're like adorable and they're innocent, you know? And then in middle school, they're just plain awkward. And in high school, I think because puberty and your hormones have kind of settled into a better groove... Things are a lot more intense when you crush on someone because you're thinking about like, we could de- we could definitely hook up. This could be, this could happen. Um, do you think looking back, you handled your crush with Luke with any sort of maturity or were you just like, I'm gonna, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, it was all sexual thoughts and crazy.
2: There was no maturity on my end.
1: <laughs> None. At all. <laughs> I will say you-
2: though, I reciprocated his energy and a fifteen-year-old boy's energy is subpar to a, of a woman, like a female at fifteen. So, um, I, I did not, I did not show a mature side whatsoever. I just matched his level. <laughs> oh. You're going
0: toe to toe. A hundred percent. Yeah. Body to
2: body.
1: <laughs> you want me to go down there? Because I can come down there. You want me to come down there? I'll
2: come down there. I'll be right there. Just match that (laughs) energy. It was more fun that way.
1: Right. Of course.
0: Okay. So you both kind of started to like him around the same time from what you've told me. But then, Nicole, you said your crush lasted about a year. But then Sarah, you said it went on a lot longer. Like, where's the stories there? Why did Luke kind of fizzle?
1: Well, I don't know. Um... I guess if, uh, I don't want to do any spoilers, so I'll just wait till I tell my story and you'll know why.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For me, it lasted the year that I had that class with him. The following year, I didn't have any classes with him. So there wasn't an opportunity to have interaction. Um, and I think that I, I came to the hard truth that, he wasn't going to pick me.
0: (laughs) Well, that's just sad. (laughs) At some point, I think you need to
2: realize like, is this a fantasy crush or is this like, Oh, could this be a real thing? And at some point I was like, this is not a real thing. Like, this is just like good time, fun. Like we were very, very flirty Uh, but it did fizzle out at the end of the school year and then we didn't have like each other's information. Like I didn't, we didn't hang out outside of school. I did not call each other. Like there was, there was no reason for us to, I guess, continue down that path other than just the playfulness that we had during that one year that we had class together. What year was that for you? I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. So I was 14, and okay. I graduated in 01. So whatever that math is, what 98?
1: <laughs> 97, 98. I was 98. gonna say, okay. So then that makes because I'm a couple years younger than me. You, I'm. You were a sophomore.
2: I was a freshman. He was a sophomore.
1: No, I'm saying like when I came in as a freshman, I think you were a junior, right?
2: Uh, yes.
1: And that would have made him a senior. Yes. Okay, that makes sense then. Timelines. Important. <laughs> because when I showed up, my when my class showed up, mm-hmm. things changed for Luke in a very dramatic way.
0: Oh, what did this freshman class do?
1: I can't until you're ready for the story I got.
0: I'm ready. <laughs> I'm <well> ready. Right.
1: <laughs> Nicole, I'm gonna let you tell the first part of your story the your part of your story first because I could go for days about it.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can be efficient. So <laughs> um, I had whatever this class was, it was like a mix of freshmen and sophomores. I sat in front of him. So the desks were set up in columns. And so he sat right behind me and he would like pick on me all class like he'd send me notes he'd pull my hair he'd like do spitballs like he would do anything to basically have me be distracted during the class and then when we would have breaks uh which i don't think i told you this sarah but when we would have breaks he would try like he would try to like sneak attack a butt slap Oh. So <laughs> The early aughts
0: Before <laughs> the things got woke <laughs> Huh? Before things got woke back in those early aughts That's crazy <laughs> like, whoa. Right oh, yeah. but at the same time Because it was him I liked it If it was
2: somebody yeah. else then there would have been a problem You know that's Not so
1: a harassment when it's hoped for You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> True. If it would have best friend I would have been like Nah dog <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, anyway, I, I like, I was a very curvy 14-year-old. Like, I developed early, so I can imagine that now, looking back, like, why he was so, um, forthright. <laughs> but at the time, I really didn't, like, get it, get it and i thought like i truly was like thinking that we were being flirtatious to like mutually and so then if we were in between classes our school was um it was like a rectangle but it had this outer like hallway where you basically would just keep going in a square but it was i mean you're walking in a circle and so He didn't do anything productive with his time in between classes and would just keep circling around the school. And so every time he passed me, like, I remember this one time, every time he passed me, I said hi to him or waved to him or something. And then later on, he had told me, I don't need to say hi to him every time I see him.
0: Oh,
2: I know.
0: Who does that? You don't do that to anybody.
2: You don't do that to the girl that you're slapping her ass. (laughs) And then because he would not leave me alone like during this class and then flirting extended outside of the class and there was it was handsy and whatnot during a parent teacher conference my teacher told my mom that I was boy crazy. So somehow I all I got blamed (laughs) She got in trouble. Again, pre-Me Too movement, okay? Blaming the victim. Blaming the victim. (laughs) But let me tell you how I still got an A in that class. Like, it doesn't... (laughs) my, My boy craziness or whatever did not distract me. I still got an A in that class. I mean, I was boy crazy to an extent. Like, my mom knew, though. Like, I was the one who had you know Devin Sawa and JTT and like all those people like up in my room like my wall covered in Tiger Beat posters when i was in middle school Tiger so-
0: Beat <laughs> Yeah it was so Tiger- right i'm not yeah. right Yeah Tiger Beat Bob BB Teen B Yeah nice
2: yeah. Have- Like I that was, like was a special treat like instead of wanting to get ice cream i'd go get a
0: Tiger Beat magazine same. that's why I stopped playing with Barbies because my dad would give me $20 every 2 weeks for his little child support or whatever and I my mom was like, "Well, you only have 20." And I was like, "Do you, well do I want a, like a whole magazine with cute boys or do I want these dolls?" And I was like, "Bye bitches."
2: <laughs> 100%. I don't yeah, I don't remember dolls after elementary school. Mm-mm. No. Um, but so my mom kind of already knew that, like, obviously I was going through some hormonal changes and interested in boys and whatever, but to be honest with you, like, I was very inexperienced. I had my first kiss, I think, when I was 13, and there wasn't really going to be anything that would actually happen with this guy, so I I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking in my mind, but... At the same time, there's no... Like, he led me to believe that there could be something. So, you know, that crush ended
0: hard. (laughs) Like, he dangled something in front of you and then just snatched it away when he said, don't you wave at me all the time, girl?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Right. He sounds like cause this the term fuckboy I don't think was a term then, but it sounds like he could be like one of the grandfathers of fuckboys. Oh, I
1: would say I would say he's an OG for sure.
0: A hundred
2: percent he was a fuckboy. Or he, sure. he wore one of those hemp necklaces with a shell. Oh no. Nice. I did too though. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody fucking did, man. I did not. And he and he wore it like as a choker. Oh, um, yeah!
1: I think that was the only option we had. There was only our size you could get.
2: <laughs> but that was probably my intro, my first introduction to the fact that I liked darker complected men. <laughs> <laughs> really? After he's high just school, elegant. it went like way off the deep end. It was like full of <laughs> like, "Don't even show me a white guy." Well, we didn't have
1: any. We didn't have any diversity in our high school until...
2: Yeah. And this ethnic. guy's just Italian. Like, I'm not...
1: <laughs> right. That's my point.
0: <laughs> <If> he wasn't <laughs> even that dark of a complexion. It was just... He wasn't stark white. <laughs> he wasn't porcelain like I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was my uh, sort of ethnic
0: friend. <laughs> nice.
2: So, yeah, um... So- I'll save the, I'll save the part about where he is
0: now. Yeah, well, we're gonna get to that. One. I want to hear. Sarah's oh yeah. Story. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs>
1: well. I'm gonna, I'm about to turn it up a little bit.
0: Okay. <laughs> My you mean more than
2: year. butt slapping? Oh you yeah. You get 100. Oh, you got nothing in this. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, not
1: really
2: competitive,
1: by the way. No, I'm not, not at all. <laughs> I think it was the most competitive we've ever been. <laughs> And you've got it on tape. <laughs> memories. Making uh, memories. Oh, God. Okay. So, I come into school. I come in after Nicole my freshman year. And I'm with a group of girls who are the alternative high school girls, basically. And um, they like to do hood rat things with their friends. But they're from a really small white town. And Luke was the only excitement in that town period to those females come to find out probably a couple weeks into school luke has taken a liking to one of the friends of my group a couple months later they're dating full-on dating each other everybody knows about it i think he was a senior
2: Mm. that that was the math that we deduced
1: yeah right so he was he has peak popularity in his senior year and he chose a freshman female to be friends with or, like, be, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend with. And this chick was my best friend. She moved into town when we were in fifth grade, and I ended up being her BFF for life for, like, the entire, from fifth grade up until, you know, freshman year of high school. And she was very, she's a very beautiful lady, and, but, like, Nicole, she had developed very early on, and her mom maybe dressed her because she's still at her sure her mom was still you know managing her outfits and stuff for her um, I think her mom may have dressed her a little bit too provocatively potentially I don't know things were just very skin tight anyway so you know springtime comes around or I'm not sorry time comes around and these guys are dating hot and heavy I still have a massive crush on this guy because duh and he's dating my best friend was not Nicole. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and I mean, this girl would come to my house regularly. And since Luke could drive, she would come to my house with Luke instead of herself. And so I would hang out with her and Luke all the time. I would hang out in the back of his, you know, his car, get a really cool car. Um, I would go to his house. I would go to the parties with them and like just sit and be the third wheel on purpose so I could just have a couple more minutes with the man. It's tragic now I think about it.
0: Were and you then, like in the back of your head thinking maybe if they don't work out, he's seen me enough, I'll be the next obvious choice?
1: Oh, that was how he was making it seem. Oh. He was at a point where. He was, you know, telling me how much he enjoyed my company, even over her company. And I was like, this is bad. But she was becoming a very bad friend at the same time. So I was just like in this space alone going, I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands, but I'm going to keep hanging out with these two because I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I just kept doing this thing where I would hang out with them and pine for him. And then... Again,
2: fuck boy behavior.
1: Mm -hmm. We were trained well, apparently. Uh, I mean... he he met my parents like my parents had a rapport with him he, he
2: knew <laughs>
1: like a new luke real well it got to a point where luke would contact me outside of his relationship and be like hey you want to watch a movie and i'd be like yep yes i do i shouldn't but i'll be there in 10 minutes and i would just you know somehow get picked up by luke and then end up making my way back over to wherever he was staying. I don't know if it was his parent. I think it was, like, a friend of the family. He had gotten kicked out of his parents' house. And he ended up living in the back in the guest house or, you know, the shed, whatever the fuck it was. And we would hang out and watch movies and, like, not cuddle. But we wouldn't be platonic. We would just kind of be, like, you could feel it in the air or whatever. And then... Things fell apart with the friend. She ended up going to the alt high school and we never really. So eventually I would just see him in passing at parties um, because I knew he was, you know, or I'd, I'd be partying with all those people still. And then out of nowhere one night, some of the seniors when I was a freshman were having a party and i was there because i was friends with all of them and none of the females that i was friends with that were my age were there so you know 14 years old at this party were a bunch of 17 16 sometimes 18 because they never passed and apparently there was like a group shower situation and mr luke had gotten in and kind of dirty with one of the girls who lived by me at the time who i was really good friends with because i grew up with her in the neighborhood and she was like you can't tell anybody but guess who made a pass? And she was so excited because she, too, had a crush on this guy. And it was from, like, you know, this guy's in her class for four years. And she's crushing on him. And she's so much older than me. And I was like, what do you mean? huh? What do you do? You made a pass at you? What do you how how it happened? And then she proceeds to tell me the story of how they're all in the shower and things go. Hmm, whatever. And so I then had to keep that to myself from the friend because she wasn't a good friend anymore and it was just the strangest and i didn't ever tell luke about none of the the fact that i knew any of this stuff none of it and then um everything kind of like faded away because we didn't have social media we didn't have cell phones to keep track and contact with each other i don't know where he went he just graduated and and that was that and then my friend at the time um i don't believe they continued to date after that, and I think the scandal came out eventually. So I lost track of him completely. Nicole lost track of him completely. And then I'll tell my part because I think you were told secondhand, I saw it first person. <laughs> I was at my mom and dad's house years later, and I was watching TV and a hair club for men commercial showed up on the, on the TV there. and. Luke's big old face was front and center.
0: Oh <laughs> my <is> god. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: in case we haven't dated ourselves enough in this episode, Hair clip for Men came on. Oh Yeah, I, I never saw him on the commercial. However, I had a friend who did see him on the commercial who then told me about it, and then he was like one of the number one people on their website as like a testimonial and so the ultimate fuck boy ended up with (laughs) hair plugs
0: i like you could have went a million different ways and i would have been like okay that's probably how it would have ended but not a commercial for hair club for men like totally (laughs) out of left field (laughs) anything else i would have been like alright, like, I, I could expect that, like, whoa
1: <laughs> I, I I hollered, I hollered
2: I was like,
0: mom it's
2: Luke, and she was like oh, holy shit <laughs> well, the interesting thing is that when when they showed the picture of him without his hair on top <laughs> it was he was not very recognizable but he, his full name was <laughs> everywhere On the website, like, I think there was a billboard on the tremor Like, I don't know if he got paid to do that. I know he he
1: got paid. He was a slut for money. Of course he got paid.
2: (laughs) He had to have gotten paid nicely. In addition to the hair plugs as a bonus.
0: Right. (laughs) He'll probably just tell you he's like a model, though. He's like, no, I'm just a model.
1: (laughs) Right, No. He wasn't modeling plugs. Is what he was doing because he he got plugs in his head. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So my like forever friend from like kindergarten, who had a crush on him, who was in the same class with me with him, who participated in all this debauchery, she just randomly sends me a text one day of him with like little micro hairs on the top oh. of his head, and
0: it's just like, guess who? <laughs> so this man um who has hair plugs today (laughs) he both he treated you both like he played games with your head um yeah 100 and sarah he just made you this third wheel and gave you this false hope how did those games do you think like looking back impacted how you date today
1: Well, I don't put my eggs in a basket that's taken. That's for damn sure. (laughs) 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 Which you should never do anyway. But you know what I mean? Like, I was... At least I learned that when I was young. (laughs) I'll never fuck
2: around with a married man. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, um... I haven't spent much time thinking about him
0: and how he's impacted my life. But... (laughs) Other than dating darker complexions.
2: Well, yes. yes. He was my, he was a, uh, I like dipped my gateway. toe in the water with he him. He was a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think though that um, I developed, or not that I developed, I had some self-esteem and self-confidence issues already naturally as any 14 year old girl usually does and especially in the 90s when the societal norm is the Kate Moss diet of diet coke and cigarettes right it was awful I and I've always been I've always had curves and so I was not the norm for the 90s And to already have issues with um, my appearance and my weight and things like that, it definitely did not help. It perpetuated a problem that was already existing within myself. And I definitely think that there was a point where I was like, I am like, am I like, am I not like the cool kid? Like, am I not in the in the group? Like, would I not be wanted? You know, like I think that um, continuous flirtatious behavior, without any kind of closure or any kind of actual next action to be like, I'm interested in you or whatever that next step would be. Um, is is not helpful uh to a girl's young psyche
0: Hearing these stories and what you just said, I usually end every interview with a crush portion asking people, you know, what would your dream life be like if this crush had worked out? But for you guys, we're just going to move on to talking about (laughs) this podcast. I don't think in any scenario, would you have been happy with a man modeling or promoting hair plugs for men?
1: (laughs) Well, to be honest, it probably would have panned out the same way it did now. He's not with me. (laughs) I would have figured it out eventually.
2: (laughs) To be honest, um, yeah, we would not have ever really been a match because our lifestyles were too different. Our values were too different. If we had ended up together, we would have been divorced.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If it even got that far, do we know a son?
2: I'm sure he has kids and is married and stuff now. I don't know, I haven't, other than the other day when we came to this revelation, Mm -hmm. I have not gone down the Luke path in a very long time.
1: The Luke (laughs) rabbit hole? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, you got to air some grievances today, and I hope that was a little therapeutic (laughs) for you to just like, let Luke go, let that (laughs) energy go. Right. You guys have so much positive energy and you put it into the home Ants chronicles. Which um what were you guys sort of each doing before you decided to partner up for a podcast?
1: Being friends, fucking around, doing stuff like it
0: fuckery <laughs>
1: <laughs> debauchery. I mean we would go to the bar Friday, Saturday, every weekend, and at one point, we were always VIP, but we never actually signed up for VIP. We just managed to make it to the top, in a little social-like, you know, scene, if you will, and just strange shit happens to us all the time. Regardless if we're partying or not, we could just go to the grocery store together, pick up some stuff for a trip, and then boom, weird shit. So... Podcasting.
2: Yeah, we would come, so we worked together. That's how we ended up eventually meeting each other and becoming friends. Is that we worked together, and we were both single at the time. We were in our twenties. We were placed together. I'm pretty sure. uh, In a corporate environment. You know the the planets aligned us because we needed each other at the time. And so we would spend all weekend, you know, going out, getting drunk stories come back to work on Monday and have lunch with other co-workers/ friends tell them how our weekend went and they were like amazed at the things that we would come across and so I wanted to put it into a book or at least talk about my dating experiences in a book turns out when you write, And are in front of a computer all day for work. You don't have a lot of motivation to do more writing in front of a computer in the evening. So, um, Sarah was like, let's do a podcast. And our abilities to fill in the gaps and remember different parts of the evening to tell a full story is really quite remarkable. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's a special gift that we've been given. (laughs) Um... And so we thought, you know, the world needs to be blessed
1: with <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, we were so we were also like, you know, at work probably every Monday, I would say Monday, Tuesday, time frame. We'd have at least three or four people be like, are you going to lunch today? Do you you want to go to lunch? And then we'd sit there and tell our whole story from the weekend and then not eat. <laughs> I was like, maybe we should podcast this so that we can eat at lunch. <laughs>
0: Like, I, I need that uh, sustenance. Yeah,
1: <laughs> still hungover, guys. I need to eat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then, um, you know, the podcast has grown with us as we've gotten older and things in our lives have changed, and so we have had a lot of comedians from the Detroit local comedy scene come on and be guests. But the the pandemic actually really opened us up to a more global audience and opportunities and it's been going more more down a um a self-help self-love um road that is in combination with our real life stories and are still like our comedic flair
1: yeah because we're not changing the fact that we're hoes <laughs>
0: That's to gonna ask, go away. it sounds like you sort of became friends during like the like what I like to call the whole phase of life, which I think everyone, man, woman, whatever you identify as, needs to go through in life. I don't if it's a year or it's several, ten, whatever. Um, how important Ho decade. Yeah. <laughs> the decade True. of hope.
1: No big deal. It's fine.
0: Uh, how important would you say that whole phase is and has it been for you?
1: Um me personally, mm-hmm. I think the whole phase was incredibly important to figure out what I don't want because I'm one of those people who are like, I don't know anything until I know it. And so I doesn't, I don't know what I want. I don't know, you know, the fun things in life. I'm just like, give me it all. And I'll tell you what I don't like after I experience it all. So for me, it was incredibly important to figure out who I am and basically like, what are my life goals? Do I want to date to marry? Do I want to have children? No. Do I want to have, you know, a life with a person at the end of the day, every day? And it's necessary. It's completely necessary.
2: In my opinion my whole phase came at a very important time because it was post a very traumatic breakup and I wouldn't have been a good partner for somebody else anyway even if I had tried to get into a relationship so why not spend some time having fun and enjoying life and I am pretty much a Virgo to a T I'm pretty anal retentive and i'm like a planner and um it, sarah is the opposite so we we were able to find this middle ground that was um super fun but never to like an illegal standpoint <laughs>
1: right it was never that we never got to a point where we we're being dangerous or like you know putting others in harm's way or ourselves in harm's way but it was always never it wasn't ever like good person like angel fun <laughs> We're not angels
0: oh fun it's hope we just fun. never get caught how's that you're just doing whole things and having good fun for, and what yeah. I, what I like about you guys is you guys use "ho" as a term of endearment. Was that kind of based on how like Amber Rose has her like slut walk and wants to take the power back from the term? Yeah, mm. in a way, we
2: we started calling we started calling our friendship a homance as the female equivalent of a bromance because what do you call two women who are close and hang out like that and. Instead
1: of just, like, best friends
2: for life. Yeah, she's my BMF.
1: At uh, first, uh, we're not that way, so.
2: Yeah, but also, the so the podcast is a little bit more about not having shame in your game. <laughs> if you feel like what makes you happy is not being married, not having children, um, traveling alone, meeting a guy for a weekend like that do you boo because we we just want to make it a safe common ground that everybody's allowed to live their life the way they want to and yeah so just really take like there's no such thing as like is like a shame a shame spiral or a shame or whatever like, so yes amber rose has that um kind of like fight fight back but that's not necessarily how ours started Mm -mm. no start as a term of endearment
1: (laughs) yeah like you know one was being a hoe the other one was just hanging out so she's a hoe and the other one's the manse like we just we literally took the word apart (laughs) (laughs) and call each other you know either or um but primarily like she said it's about the lack of you're not we as women should not be shamed we're doing exactly what men do all the time. And if we can have a platform where we can share our experiences and our stories and allow other women to relate in a way, either if, if it's private, if they want to branch out and do this, whatever we do, fine, whatever. But um, it, it just, it really bugs us that there's not a lot of equality in this society when it comes to shame.
0: Really. I mean,
2: this whole thing kind of started with Luke he really rooted into me that I got blamed, <laughs> and this whole thing is a big fuck you to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, look, he, Luke did one good thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of a silent producer of the podcast. Let's oh not give him that much
1: credit, but easy, easy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think you guys have a beautiful home, Ann. just from talking to you today, I'm like, these girls, they're good girls together. Thank you. But Thank you. What is like something you've learned from the other since starting the podcast, be it about life, um, this business that you guys started together? Like what?
1: Nicole needs to have her socks on.
0: <laughs> That's the takeaway that
2: I would like, really? <laughs> it's not on either. They need to be off in order for me to be comfortable having sex my socks need to be off
1: so, as you can see i've learned how to push
2: your buttons <laughs> uh, <laughs> and something that she's taught me that i didn't just example was patience
1: <laughs> in all in all seriousness um, Nicole's virgo has caused me to be more thorough with everything. I don't, okay, whatever, and just keep going. I sit and I pause. Like, I, I don't normally pause because I have no patience in that regard. Like, I'm not patient when it comes to waiting. I just want to push through shit and get, get things done. But she's taught me how to pause and, you know, just for a second and make sure I'm doing things right and is questioning myself is important. and <laughs> you know, all these things. Um, but she also taught me how to be like a really good friend through everything. She taught me how to be a friend. I wasn't really a good one before that. Um, cause I didn't really have some, any genuine connections. Uh, and so I'm very thankful for that too. Cause that's not very common when you're in your mid twenties <laughs> to find somebody like that. But it's you can so still sweet. fuck her and have fun. Often, time
2: with. And every time I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> cause
0: Aww. it's true. Well, lessons learned, and it seems to be working out. You, wait, this is three years for your podcast, and you've mentioned you've had like local comedians, and I noticed you interview authors. I saw a, like a, I don't know how to say it, a wine person on the. Oh, market. a Somali, yeah, yeah. Yes. I was like, I, I was like, is that like an African person, like a Somalian? Like, I was like, I don't know. Then I, <laughs> and then I was, like. Wine. <laughs> Okay. And you've also had some life coaches and you said you're kind of moving sort of in that direction. (laughs) What kind of guests do you have coming up this summer that we could look out for?
2: Sure. A
1: whole bunch of stuff. Actually. We're hoping too. while she looks it up, we're hoping that we'll actually be able to go out into the wild again and experience the things that we used to do prior to it all. So we might be getting back to our roots, hopefully at the end of the summer as well. What do you got, Nicole?
2: Yeah. Um, So we have more, uh, life coaches, life coach type people coming on, but we're delving into a little bit more spicy content. We've got, um, somebody who specializes in erotic massage. So that's fun. Um, we've got, uh, she's now a friend of the show at this point, but, um, Uh, a woman who does a podcast called That Trophy Wife Life, um, where we talk about sex fails and (laughs) other like juicy tidbits that nobody else has heard. Um, We have a relationship coach who is coming on that is actually a guy and not a woman, so we'll be able to get that perspective. Uh, And then we do have a couple of local comedians who got actually really big gigs and are trying to promote them so our friend johanna madranda and um our other friend john mccaffrey over the next few weeks i mean that's that's what our schedule is looking like it's pretty fun we're just living laughing and loving sounds
0: like gosh god housewives <laughs> huh favorite thing <laughs> yeah i'm like we're the last people who have a live I know.
1: I don't know why
2: that popped in my head. I think it's because it's ironic at this point. <laughs> I'm over here talking about getting lessons about eroticness. <laughs> and you're live putting in that basic bitch corner. <laughs>
1: I guess I'm looking at it as we're putting a whole new spin on live, laugh, love.
2: <laughs> I'm taking that shit
1: back and making it mine, goddammit.
0: <laughs> Reclaiming it. Reclaim that yeah. phrase. Yeah. That. So, uh, Can you tell us uh, where we can find you online? Sure. You can find us
2: at um, the home on Instagram is probably our, our most used social media. And that's at home underscore chronicles. It's the same thing on TikTok and on Facebook. It's the home chronicles. Um, so, yeah, you know, Instagram's a good spot to find us. Also, we have a closed group called, uh, it's on Facebook, called the Homans Chronicles, A Judgment Free Zone. And that's where we share the extra uh, naughty bits. So, spicy shit.
0: <laughs> extra host stuff. <laughs> that's like behind the beads at the 90s video stores. Right? The naughty bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <God. laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about Luke, your shared high school crush. And everyone, you can find all of the Homance Chronicles information below. And until next time, keep crushing it.